Sing it, white boy. Give me all your details. Cause I wanna get your number right. Cause I think it's good to be a freak girl. Send me into overdrive. So let me show you how I do. living the dream I like to think positive Like he came Dropped fire And said Fuck you niggas I'm out Like straight to To writing for other people And dipped Honestly that seems like A really like like when you whole lot stress free Yeah when you just look at like How some of this music shit Be going It's like I know dancing on stage And shit And being like the guy Is cool When it works But Sometimes Yeah if you just if you just may actually, actually, you know, too, like, I feel like even though he might not have, like, as much as far as, like, his personal stuff, depending on what he penned, I haven't looked that up, but groovy white dudes, like, when they do it right, you know, like, I feel like he's he's in he's in con- conversation. I know we give, like, who's the fuck motherfuckers we're talking about, like, Timberlake, like, but that was some funky shit. He was at one point in time before he became Men in the Woods. Just the same thing with, uh... <sighs> What's, what's the face What's, what's cuz name uh, Machine Gun Kelly Robin Thick. Oh him too Like they Before just, he put the suit on Oh he was fucking When he like had the, the, a the Woodland Oh yeah When he had full blown Like golden locks And, and like knitted like, beanies And shit He was bike riding Jesus mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello all How Hello you doing there. Guess Hello there Hello Bang baby Yeah you know Black hand side Playing you know, I'm <laughs> I mean, here, you know what I'm saying? I came back to let y'all niggas know what was up and that it ain't going down. You know what I'm saying? I like that, baby. Yeah, you know. I like that. I came here on the court to set the record, you know, straight. Like Superman's son used to be. (laughs) (laughs) Just went straight. Just just dove head first in there, huh? All right. You fuck the intro. We're getting, we're getting to the shit. We intro it. This shit still. This shit was funny. But yeah, that was nice. That was a nice. I like that. I like how you yeah, eased like, that one in there. Yeah. Eased that in there. The same way that he asked his partner to ease it in too. Because did he? He's still tender. Hey, if y'all gonna do it, man, Superboy being a bottom. That's how you do it. A power bottom. Yeah, yo, don't fuck around with it. If Superboy's yeah, is just, he a power bottom or is he like be gentle? Come on, bro. You be fighting apocalypse. Take that dick, bro. Yeah, but I I, I like being hard as a superhero because that's the tough job. But in here, I want to be treated like sensually. I get that makes sense. But I guess I mean I guess that could be both ways. Like if you like, what if he's like a super like like masochist? Like he's like, yeah, you know, I'm like punching superheroes. Like you know, like most superpower like, like high power white like dude. Krypton. Krypton. He likes having like kryptonite nipple clamps. Yeah, yo, like, he like fuck my shit up. Um, whatever the I forgot. I didn't. I didn't. I, I didn't do my research like that. But he has a partner, or he's bisexual. Honestly, yeah. fucking just do the do the. If you're gonna do the superhero relationships, just because didn't isn't there isn't Robin gay now too? Tim. 
Yeah, they're just making one like just fucking. <clears throat> but you could so <laughs> if he's bi, then it means they could have a poly relationship. Y'all gonna slide that in there too? That now look, that's the fucking. That's the like you know how you yeah, have Luke like, Cage, baby. You know you have Batman, Superman, and fucking Wonder Woman are like the, the Trinity, and they are the Trinity that that uh, ascends. They're needed for you know multiversal threats, but those three need to be. This is the Trinity, but it's like fuck you, mom and dad, for our superhero thingies. We're gonna fucking the mm, that's the Trinity, nigga, yep. in the fucking holes. You guys have Just Justice a, League, but we are life partners. Yeah, yo, spit roast like fucking <laughs> like the Trinity, but the holy, but the fucking Eiffel Tower. It fucking apocalypse can't do shit with that. Like you pull up and it's just like them niggas. With her, then oh yeah, it's a lot. Unless apocalypse is with the shits. What if that's what changed? He's like anti life. He's like fucking life, baby. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I'm ready for life. Like I want, I want to die. Yeah, he's like I wanted to destroy the universe, but now I just want to fuck it. Yeah, this is very Kevin Smith approved, man. <laughs> if you don't look at no other episode, sir, this is the one that it's like I could be friends with those guys. That's it. This like if, I'm, if if y'all ever send any clip to Kevin Smith. Or like Mark Bernard or anybody, that's the one right there. The fucking mm-hmm. apocalypse is like I fucking want to destroy the universe, and then he walks in Earth through whatever portal, and he's like, "Oh shit, it's Jonathan Kent and Tim Drake and fucking whoever's the new Wonder Girl or whatever now." And they're just like Wonder Person, yeah. She's like, blah, blah, and he's Non-binary. like, "Fuck, fuck this. Take this armor off me. Goddamn, decide and get the oil." Would that be next? Thinking about it, like just removing the end of names, where you're just like I'm Wonder instead of Wonder Woman, because we're not. I can see it. Like I, I'm Wonder and I'm Super. I can see it. I mean, I. I'm, and here's my thing, folks. I'm gonna probably go back to jokes because <laughs> fucking it's gotta happen. But I don't. I don't see the uproar. Oh, I take that back. I guess I see the uproar depending where the uproar is coming from. To have a gay character, go fuck off. Like it's not that deep. What I'm, what my issue is, is some of it feels some like somehow like it's the same thing I feel about felt like when they make um certain characters like some he's black. Some of it. Well, some of it. For this, yeah. For this is like this is the sum. This is like because <laughs> some characters like I think yeah you can't explore yourself. Sometimes I feel like oh it's Superman and Batman that the huge ones make him gay, and it's like hey man you have characters that are dope right. like. Don't like you know from a black sense like sometimes I don't really give a shit about when they like race swap characters like they're doing that for the upcoming um, Sandman live which I'm completely terrified about because it's really good and I like as I I was reading the, I was listening to like the second half of the audiobook that just came out and just the way they describe shit I'm like they're not gonna do this they can't like this. they just don't have the balls to pull this off anyways. Um, death is black in that But like with the character like those They're not really real people They're like concepts in your brain So they can be whatever the fuck they want right. But I don't be liking when they just hand us characters Like sometimes I'd be on the line about like Martian Manhunter Because I'm like There's no reason for him to be some weird white dude Of all the things you can pick You're a shapeshifter Yeah that's cool Make Give us the black dude Even though he's not really black Because he's not fucking whatever right. You could big up an icon Like because I don't give a shit about I really don't give a fuck about black Superman What I care about is icon being the shit And I'm on here on a number of episodes If you want the number I don't even fucking remember But I say this a lot Is Gay gay Superboy is cool Gay Robin is cool You know who's fucking cooler? Midnight and Apollo, bitch And like the way When you have shit like The boys out Like the authority works now Like They're on There's no realm There's no world 
if we're using their parallel characters. Midnighter beats the dog shit out of Superman, out of Batman, and maybe even Superman, honestly, because he can. It's a possibility. Yeah, he knows how to fucking. He has like a infinite. I can't lose a fight thing in his brain. Whatever, nigga, go read. But yeah, yo, like beats the dog shit out of him like ten times out of ten, and he's a dope ass character. So I don't know. Sometimes I feel like they just go, oh, make these powerful characters again. Instead, it's like you have really good dope characters over here. For gonna like, they're, they're already there. You don't have to change something when you've already created it. Just big up the thing you've already created. Yeah, it makes it like there's pandering. enough space for you to yeah, like don't don't do don't do the pandering like and some people may look at it like oh you're upset because no I'm not a, I can give a rat's ass who they fucking it's a comic book like everybody can fuck everybody depending on who's writing the comic book at that point in time that doesn't matter but some stuff we just like yeah when we talk about agenda you don't have to do this well yeah I feel like okay if we're gonna not make this, it not this over here you have. We have countless amounts of like gay, bisexual, whatever characters. Mm-hmm. Just use those. If you want to big up the community, put them in the comic book with the popular character to give them some shine. I think that's important too because it's like, okay, like if you made, I don't fucking know, like how Jordan Black. That doesn't make much sense because, you know, you have, I don't know, like if you look at like Jon Stewart or his story, like their stories are intact with like their race. Their stories are intact with whatever they're going through. So if you look at fucking like a, um, I don't know, I mean, you don't know much about Jonathan Kent, so I guess you could just kind of like mix it in there. But I feel like there are characters who are, you know, traditionally they were written with this in mind. So like. It tells their story in a non-pandering way. Like, oh, I can look back on, you know, motherfuckers. I can look back in an issue, whoop to whoop to whoop, and it's like, oh, that makes fucking sense. Like, they didn't just say, ah, sprinkle some of that fucking uh, popular culture on that motherfucker right now. Like, no, you all got to do that shit. Like, big up these characters that have these stories and tell people who might have been like, I've been attached to this character for five ever, and I kind of resonated with boom, boom, boom. And oh, shit, like they're really telling my story or some shit like that. That's a fan base that hasn't been tapped that could actually get you more by not changing something that's already established because people are waiting for the opportunity to support their character that's not as popular. Then like the actual geeks, whatever race they are, whatever gender they identify as, whatever sexuality they ident- attach themselves to. I like this character, partly, especially if you're like goth status. Like I like this character because he's not popular and fuck the other popular characters because they can suck my grundle. Life's a fucking... Right. <laughs> so I, I like this because he's not popular. Then just big up those characters. Those yes. type of people will be happy to support the character after that. Miss Zell, Miss Zell says, "Just create your own original content." That's a bar. Like, yeah, you know, like I just feel like there is original content out there to be created. Also, I mean, I, sometimes I feel like, you know, this is some of the, some of like the huge, huge platforms. Like, obviously, like Marvel and DC, like the biggest dicks in fucking um, comics right now, or whatever. But the smaller ones, I feel like, are the ones that like. Make the shit where it's like, like I like, like Saga's this shit that I feel like is like image comics. And I've said before, if there's a fucking platform or a fucking publication that like, I feel like is just made for TV, made to be like, oh, this shit is telling stories, nigga. Like the way um Joe Budden and them described and how I like fucking clunkily tried to describe fucking Dave Chappelle the other time is like, it's storytelling and and stuff with purpose and he happens to throw comedy in there right. as a way to kind of push the narrative or maybe andrew schultz says some shit like that i've watched a lot of shit in the past two days um 
But I think Image does that. It'd be like a lot of geek shit, a lot of whatever, but it's a lot of storytelling, and it happens to be like, oh, aliens or whatever. And Saga does that. Saga has a character that is a transgender character, and it would like, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, this speaks. I'm not of the community, but like even reading it, I was like, this is some deep shit. And she's a warrior. She kicks ass, like slits throats. So I don't know, man. I'm not saying like don't have these characters, but don't be lazy with it either, because that shit I feel like cheapens it as well. That's the part that I don't like. For for us, like people like we digest the comic book world, but we also digest the anime world. Anime's been had all these different types of characters. They've had androgynous characters, they've had gay characters, whether they're male or female, they've had harems where somebody is I'm sleeping with everybody or everybody wants to be my mate, like poly relationship, whatever the case is. They've been doing that for a long time, but it's not to cater to any type of group. It's just to like this is just part of the story. We're telling a story and this is a part of the story. This is an aspect of it. This helps provide context to this character and why they do what they do. This is the same for this character over here. Here, it seems specifically like a money grab. We're doing this to gain attention because we want this to be targeted to a specific group of people. That way we can cash in on it. Like it has nothing to do with story development. It has nothing to do with character development. It's strictly because this is a hot topic and we want to pander to that right now. It's not righteous word to Patrice. At all. Um, yeah, like I like that clip, and there's a clip going around where it's um, <clears throat> I think it's Kevin Hart on all the smoke podcast. Yeah, it was all the smoke. Yeah, and um, we discussed it, and he was talking about his envy of, and this is not a beef. He was being he was bigging up Dave Chappelle to no end. So you know, before motherfuckers be like, Kevin's a hating ass. He's not. It's not He's not. But he was like he envied um, Dave's ability to just. You know, he was talking about switch his star up and they like switched up their brand or uh, Will Smith switched up their brand and were able to like push their star forward. And while that wording is good, like, you know, able to change and able, I just feel like for me personally, it seemed like they were able to once you kind of like hit whatever the wall is that people say comes with entertainment or whatever field, it's like I'm going to tell the truth, not necessarily just what I consider my truth. I'm going to tell the motherfucking truth the best way I can. Like Dave tells it his way where it's, you know, obviously controversial, but he's like, this is this about whether it's gender or fucking um, sex or if it's about relationships or whatever. Chris Rock's last special relationships. He was telling jokes, but he was also telling the truth about mm-hmm. how relationships work. Tambourine was also really like good place. Like you're play your part in the motherfucking band, bro. This is life. Um, Will Smith Will Smith is Not a comedian But it's like I'm gonna do my stuff Even like his roles now Are hella like Fucking Dramatic shit He's not like Just the fresh prince anymore He's doing all these Positive talks about This is what life looks like This is what adversity Is supposed to do Truth I'm telling the truth And I think sometimes With Even these like Comic publications It's like Like you said A money grab That's not truthful nigga You're being dishonest With how you're Bigging up this community because you have other things, other platforms that are just doing it right. Like if I'm maybe a I'm gonna go back to image or dynamite comics or fucking let's go anime as crazy and off the wall as they shit may be. That's grotesque. That's murder. But they tell the truth, man. Uh, somebody might not walk in with a tentacle hand made of blades and slice your head off. But there are people out there that are fucked up that are in deep, dark spaces. And that's how their brain feels. Now, they're not going to go out and commit murder. But this is representation of that truth that somebody in a dark space might need you to come give them a hug and a fucking uh, rice ball. And then y'all walk to school together, whatever the fuck, how them fucking things be going. But that it speaks to I've been in a fuck dark, fucked up place. 
it would be nice to have somebody come. And that shit lets you know, even if it's fear-based of, hey, you better fucking pat that nigga on the back because you're going to have a bad day too, motherfucker. So wouldn't, wouldn't it be nice? It humanizes the characters more. No matter how off the wall it may be, it gives the person that's watching an opportunity to actually connect with characters as opposed to having a targeted, marketed theme thrown at them that they can feel good about for a hot second and it's going to change again or there's going to be no depth to it which means they actually can't identify with it the importance of the truth the truth gives people something to actually understand and connect to as opposed to fiction you can't connect to fiction i don't care how big of a lord of the rings fan you are i can't (laughs) connect to that shit emotionally why because it doesn't really exist there's there's a whole lot of fantasy here. It's it looks good, it feels good, it's whimsical and it's enjoyable and in that frame. But I can't actually connect to it as opposed to say, comedians. I can actually connect to them on an emotional level because they're speaking the things that we would like to say that we may be too afraid to or we can't articulate it the same way they do. Which has always been the benefit of comedians. Really good comedians like you speak for the room to a degree. You're speaking to the room, but you also speak for the room. You just have the ability to do it in a non-PC way because in my regular life, I may be too pacified to do it. Like say someone like George Carlin. Legend. We love George Carlin. He would say things the exact same way, maybe even way harsher than Dave would. Or Patrice, way harsher than Dave would. Dave, that's what makes Dave so so masterful at what he does. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. It's not my intent here. I'm just trying to teach. I'm trying to express. I'm trying to bring awareness to something, and you may get a chuckle out of it at the same time. But comedy has always been a space where we get to say what the fuck we want as long as it's entertaining and as long as it drives a point. I don't know if you saw um, Damon Wayans talking to TMZ. Mm-mm. So they asked him how he felt about it. And he was like, basically, I feel like Dave freed the slaves. Like, as far as comedians, we are the slaves. Because we, within this PC culture that we live in now, we're pacified. So people are afraid to really speak comedy the way that we've done comedy up until this point. Nobody's really talking about it the same way. And I look at Dave as being someone like Van Gogh, where I'm chopping off my own ear to prove a point and give you the opportunity to be free again. I'm creating this masterful art at the expense of me for you to be able to enjoy it, identify with it and internalize it and be able to actually do something positive with it going forward. But it's at my expense and I'm willing to do that. And I appreciated the way that Damon presented that. Like it's not, it's not an aspect of trying to demonize what he's saying, accept it for what it is. He's a comedian. It's it's not supposed to be fluffy. Yeah. I feel like, I guess like because that was one of the um, and I feel like people just like are somehow sitting and they kind of like me because I go grab a lot of clips that I think are good that it may not make sense right now. But I'm like, that's good. That is good information. I don't know how to use it. But like those are Carlin posts that was posted today. And it was him talking about just how language has neutered people. And like, obviously, I feel like, you know, even that tying that into our field, like language is important, but it's also important not to say you don't be you're not unnecessarily harsh you're not cruel with it but you're not doing anybody a service by saying shit that isn't you are doing this you're not you're not being a fucking you know murderous piece of shit but you're doing this right here this is a fucked up thing you are doing now we're here to fix this fucked up thing but i don't help you by not acknowledging that like 
said thing is a fucked up thing. That's not wrong. That's not bad. I'm not bleeding you. I'm not shitting on you. This is what it is. And doing that from obviously a space of empathy and to hold you accountable. Harking back to last week, bitch, psh, psh, go watch your fucking episodes. Um, <laughs> I, I'll put a different perspective to it. When we talk about language and you think throughout history, what was language when it came to expansion? Language was one of the original ways that people forced their control. Oh, that's true. I'm taking your territory. You're going to speak my language and adopt my ideals. So when we talk about language today, especially when it comes to pacifying comedians or taking away the free speech that we're supposed to have, language is the first thing that people attack. How you speak, how you are allowed to say what you want to say. We attack that so that we can control you to be the way that we would like you to be, which is not what this is supposed to be doing like just looking at comedy like you're saying we have the parallels of george carlin who you know he was doing stand-up not that long ago say 20 years shit so maybe with, even because i forget when he passed but i remember watching one of his last specials absolutely. before he checked out yeah even know. somebody like a Robin Williams, like looking mm-hmm. at their standups that's within our lifetime. And I'm not even talking about like at the beginning of our lifetime. Like they, it's not it hasn't been that long that mm-hmm. they haven't done comedy up until now. There's a drastic shift. But that drastic shift in comedy is also it's retraining people's brains to accept certain norms. It's control. It's a form of control. And I'm not saying that. You know, when you talk about conspiracy theory, somebody's fucking up comedy to control us and make us. I'm not saying all of that, but when it comes to social norms, societal norms, things like comedy or things like expression in general, you attack those things to end up pacifying people to be a certain type of way to assimilate them and indoctrinate them into a certain mindset that takes away freedom. So if we attack language, we are attacking somebody's freedom in honor of. Black people that was already in this country and we decided to write them off as Indigenous People Day today or the artist formerly known as Christopher Columbus. Fuck nigga. Fuck that nigga. But when it came to language, a lot of us that were already here and you look at fast forward to today, what's the control? You're speaking the language of your oppressor. We speak English. Spanish speaking countries speak Spanish. You're nowhere near Spain. You speak Spanish because that who was taking control of your shit mm-hmm. or even thinking about like I saw the the clip of I don't know if you saw it, the guy that was breaking down the statue of Columbus in the, in the Bahamas. That would be good for him. He was basically he got arrested. He didn't get to tear it all the way down, but he knocked off half of it basically. But in those areas and I thought about when I went to the Dominican one of the times I went to the Dominican Republic and they have like the museum is one of his old original houses and they have a statue of him out in the front courtyard it's like y'all are us but you identify with Spanish culture because of him coming and raping pillaging stealing doing all these dastardly deeds but you hold him at a high regard it started with the language and then it started and then trickled down to customs and ideals and all those other things. We attacked one thing which started off as language and now we've changed your complete identity. Shit, that's us here. Exactly. <laughs> Even for us, say as 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 black people, you know, for a long time people would demonize Ebonics. How we enunciate 
this version of the English language because newsflash America for white folks that like black people don't speak proper English like you don't either you don't speak the Queen's English which is the original English from England I, there was a random fucking time there was a clip that I saw years ago and it was like from this linguist and she like did like a, like some research on how we speak and you know you put like the proper tones but she's like actually it was like some type of country like down south dialect mm-hmm. is really what links most effectively back to said the king's english back yeah. from across the land i'm seeing that as well because we've been right the whole time because we you know when it comes to structured language and things of that nature ta-da we are like the originators and masters of language and mathematics cradle and fucking civilization i can't even say the cradle of civilization we are civilization that's a bar like not even not, I can't even say the blueprint like just we have been throughout history it always has been that way but like I was saying as far as indigenous people's days and all these different languages your identity is wrapped up in something because of your oppressor we attacked the language and you were forced to accept it which made you accept everything else the same thing here for comedy I'm a comedian and I identify with this community of comedian people but I have to speak a certain language based on the rules that are being thrust upon us that have nothing to do with our community as a whole. You know, what's the trip with that is like <clears throat> where Dave also looks like a unicorn. Even when he says the 50 million thing towards the 6 million thing, it feels like that. And Matt and a lot of these arts like that hip hop, I'm sure maybe even in like filmmaking and shit like that. It's like when niggas have nothing where if you do something terrible, it could really like probably end your dreams. They're the most truthful. They're the most, I'm going to say and do absolutely just that. And then they get money and we're like, honestly, you know, I'm not telling anybody what to do with their money, but like you get to a space where honestly, when used correctly in my mind, you have enough. You went from having a a ramen noodles every night kind of fucking paycheck or kind of fucking uh, finances to, you are a legit tried and true millionaire. And now is the time when you're like, truth will hurt me. Like, why would you not, you know, say the do the things that got you here? Like, this right. is what got you to that space. Like, this is what got you your fan base. This is what got you did this. You know what I'm saying? Like, they like it's weird to look at like people in art forms because even like the Patrice thing, it was like you did this so you didn't have to conform to these boxes. Cause like if I'm a, if I'm a fucking uh, doctor and I say ABC, you can see right now doctors who have like thoughts and whatever you feel about the vaccine, the fact that they have their own whatever, they can fire you. If you are part of said industry, they can fire you for not conforming to certain types of thoughts and ideals. You chose an art form, an art form specifically so you can tell your truth or flat out the truth. Because your truth, I think, is also sometimes kind of manipulated to people to like sidestep it, but. It's not that it doesn't exist, but that's a whatever I'm rambling. But you chose this platform, this version of art to be able to express fully and completely. And because you got money attached, you're going to get the money. Just get the money from those who fucking fuck with you with the truth. There are truth seekers out here. Not to sound all fucking Raiders of the Lost Arcus and shit. (laughs) You hear that? That means like just because I got money doesn't mean that I should switch it up. I should continue to be authentic and be myself, right? Hey, hey, Kevin. 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 Mr. Hart. He's talking to you. I'm mildly. I know we've. <laughs> I, I know we've gotten the, like anybody else. You've gotten the Kev jokes off, but I feel like 
that's another reason why if you are a real fucking, you know, like honestly, as much as we take even people, you know, we've all taken shit at shits on Kev. Kev is from the old guard. Like little Kev, the bastard was getting. I, I've heard those stories. Was getting phone books thrown at him by none other than Patrice's and the Bill Burrs and the real nasty, like the fucking. You know, like when you watch the fucking, uh, you watch the movies and the fucking, um, you know, some big fucking cataclysm going on. It's fucking monsters at the door, and it's the regular motherfuckers who like are in the army, and they call like the fucking wild bunch. It's a nigga who has like tattoos on his face. This nigga always has a permanent cigar, and he keeps a forty five on him. And we got Blade, and Blade's got the knife, and he's the knife guy. Like those that fucking that Blade group is always the only nigga too. Yeah, like you know he's a demolitions expert. You know, <laughs> with knives, <laughs> and they explode. Uh, but it's it's. That group of comedians are the niggas who like Bill Kev and like you know Kev's starting out. It was like the you eat ass face. Like it wasn't just funny. It was like yo, that is tried and true, but it spoke to the truth of relationships. So it's like, come on, Kev. Like you're not not telling the truth necessarily, but you're not telling the truth right. with how you've been talking. And it's, I don't even think that's taking a shit on Kev. I think that's the people trying to let Kev know, like it's okay. You don't have to be afraid. I think that's one thing I took from what he was saying about Dave. And being in We might get old Kev We should I'm, That's what I'm hopeful for To be I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that this That's that nigga go I'm the richest fucking I'm I, I've met, I've got myself To be an insulated entity Like Kevin Hart is a, Like damn to, In my mind uh, Unless I don't I'm not counting the spikes Unless I've been looking At the Kev train wrong Unless I'm looking At Heartbeat Productions And all this other shit wrong Kev is a self paying I don't need shit I'm Kevin Hart You can get out there And say fuck all of this but that's, that was the confusing part for me. Why are you envious of somebody that you have the capable of doing what he's doing? Maybe not presenting it the same way. Your, your, your craft or how you deliver your f- type of, of comedy, your type of art may not be the same way that Dave does it. But you do have the ability to choose that level of freedom. So it's not that you're envious of Dave. You're afraid. And that's what I don't like. Because that means the control is working, whether it's controlling your art form, whether it's controlling your words, whether it's controlling this, whether it's controlling that. It's working for you and you are the pinnacle financially. Artistry, Dave is the pinnacle in a different category. It's like rappers versus hip hop artists or lyricists, like two different categories. But you're at the top of your category and you're afraid to do essentially what you chose to do. So that's the message you're sending to everybody else that wants to come in after you. I think that's why you end up having so many people that get their comedy start via Instagram or social media because I get to get these skits off and it's a little bit safer. As opposed to you getting up there and saying some brash shit on a stage and being able to get away with it like many other comedians did before you, either getting booed and taking it and flipping it to make it work or you just you going to boo all you want to, but this shit's still funny and I'm going to make it work for me. Right about now, and I know this might go to who's popular and who's not popular as well. There's probably some, like, you know, sleeping giants out there or whatever. But, like, that's why regardless how you feel about the man, like, I would never, I would never like, shit on an Andrew Schultz. Because I'm like, that's a motherfucker who's in this age bracket of us who's, like, a, not an up-and-comer. But like, you know, he's not the old guy. Like, Dave Chappelle and all the mother niggas are, like, old guy, like, who is moving into, like, old guard status of that nigga says what it is. Like a Carlos Miller says what it is A fucking Chico being like Yeah my, like we, motherfuckers go to comedians Not only to laugh But everybody doesn't have the ability To articulate 
the truth in a way that can make you giggle, but you go, God damn, that makes sense. And now I'm going to take this thing that I laughed at and then going to turn that shit into some shit that I'm going to have conversations at my fucking, you know, me and the, me and the boys going to talk about that shit. And that might actually kind of spiral into some shit that might do some shit. A lot of people <clears throat> approach these artists, whether it's music, whether it's comedy, whatever, they don't necessarily approach them for entertainment. They approach you for someone to be able to speak for them in spaces that they can't speak for themselves. Yeah. Look at it like that. It's like, say, for instance, here on this podcast, we have the open door policy as far as people coming in are concerned. But we're going to present these casual conversations in ways that other people may not present it. And we're going to be non PC about it. Why? Because there's people out there that are like, thank you. I don't feel like I'm comfortable enough or, or want to be vulnerable enough to speak these things, but you are taking that risk to do that for us. And I appreciate you for it. So I don't have to necessarily say these things. I can digest this content over here. That's going to say it for me. And I can say, yeah, yeah, you're right. Motherfucker. I agree. 100%. Or they can come live on, on, on the recordings on YouTube or Facebook live or in the chat on the good news radio app shameless plug but you can come in there and agree with what we're saying why because we're saying something that you may not 100 percent feel comfortable saying but now you also feel like you're not alone now on the flip side i can understand in this regard when it comes to comic books and when it comes to comedy and things of that nature the importance of representation so yes i can understand from the lgbtqia plus community I don't know if I flipped the last two forward or backward, but the representation of, you know, we want somebody to speak for us too, as you should. We all should have people to be able to speak for us, but it doesn't have to be every single space. And it doesn't, every space doesn't have to speak the way that you would like them to speak. The differences of everything are what make this world great. So when you're getting upset at everything, not speaking or being presented the way that you would like it to be presented, you want everything to be just like you. Then at what point in time do you get to enjoy the beauty of difference in this world? One, I would say definitely, God, that's a bar, the beauty of difference in this world. Like, yo, like, fucking, where the poetry religious at? Like, suck him, man. Like, <laughs> do it. Like, it, like it fucking have some. Do it. Do it now. Yeah. I want the fucking, uh, I want, like, the harps playing in the background so it sounds like some fucking Romeo and Juliet shit. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. some very romantic shit. Um, but, you know, I think, too, like, on some just unnecessarily hood philosophical shit, like, that's what people go to. I feel like some of these comedy things for is like not just appreciating the the beauty of the differences, but it provokes thought. Like this difference said some shit that is different to what the fuck I thought, and boy, goddamn, I was wrong. Right. Like he said it, it was funny, and then now that I think about it, that motherfucker made a point. I've been looking at. A, B, and C this way. I would never let nobody, I never let a bitch, uh, lick my motherfucking nipples. And then a comedian gets up there and says a joke about nipple licking, but he's like, you know, like, what's wrong with you? Like, that's gay. And then something simple as, with your wife? That's, well, what is gay, sir? Like, what does that mean? Well, that's when you fucking a man. Are you fucking a man? No. So what the fuck is the point? Like, let her lick your nipples. And now, nigga, you might have that from that one laughing interaction with the comedian about nipple licking. You have now not only one found a very nice, you know, touchy feely way to fucking love yourself, but you found a better way to connect with your partner because that's also what sex is, especially when you at the level with pot nails. Like you are, oh shit, we are now more intimate and blah blah blah. It's big. It's bigger than nuts. Nuts are important. I don't not. 
do that. But like, you might have the best nut of your life because you might find a woman that while she down there slurping, she might reach up and pinch your nibble the way you like. And, and you, you said, have, yo, what? What was I missing out on all this time? But having that 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 bridge of somebody letting you know that you're not alone and that it's not that bad. It's kind of like like I've mentioned with, with Kev basically being afraid to be the comedian that he originally was supposed to be for fear of backlash. But when we come talk about today's society, right, we have social media, which is meme culture. It's memes all up and down the medias that are saying the same type of stuff that comedians can get on stage and say. So what are you really afraid of? I'm afraid of cancel culture, which, you know, it doesn't exist. Like Dave said, Twitter doesn't exist. Cancel culture doesn't exist either. It's not a real culture. It's not a subculture. It's not real. So what are you really afraid of? Because there's shit out there that's saying way worse stuff than Dave. Yeah, you know what? I feel like that's also like a thing that's like mildly, maybe not even mildly, like a little profound of what he did. It's like, because motherfuckers are really terrified. It's regular people. Ma'am, you work, you work at Target. Like, granted, somebody could, you know, Docs and get rid of you, but it, essentially you work at Target. Like nobody's canceling you. But even Dave going like it doesn't exist, dog. Like these things only exist, and it starts to sound. It really starts to sound. If you wanted to push it, like some fucking deep philosophical shit. This shit exists in your mind. Right. These people are not real people. Like you are who you are to the millions that came and paid like money. Like she wanted to go get a whatever pair of shoes, but she spent. $70 or have a hundred dollars, whatever the fuck it costs to go to get a Dave Chappelle ticket because you matter to these people. Like, right. so what did you scared of? Man, you my motherfucking trip to Cancun. I can't go out of the country, but I'm going to celebrate being able to go to this whoever show or this whoever concert. That's the highlight of their life. Like for us, you're like, oh, I'm going to go out the country multiple times in my lifetime. For them, they may get to do that one time and it may be something simple. But seeing you is the equivalent of that. And then you get there and you shortchange them by not speaking your truth or not speaking in ways that they can identify with. Why are you doing that to yourself and to your fan base? You're disrespecting the people that helped you get to where you are by supporting the narrative that you have turned your back on. I mean, honestly, you know, not to like, you know, flex niggas in school shit or whatever, but like I was looking, I was like had homework before I come here. I usually have homework on Mondays, people. So, you know. Feel like I'm coming in here saying a lot of shit. It's because it's fresh in my fucking brain. So doing the whole Piaget like fucking like levels of um development or whatever for kids. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like where it, <clears throat> it like says. You know how he says like you stop at eleven and you go from like sensory motor and you start to have your little like schemes and shit like that. But when he said like stop at eleven, like there was shit I was reading. I was like, people do that now. Like, I feel like that's my only gripe with this shit is, like, you don't stop at 11. Like, if you took how he looks at schemes and shit, I think that shit's dope. I think assimilation and, and fucking, um, I forget the other one's called. But whatever. Like, look up Piaget if you want to feel, all, you know, psychologically or whatever. P-I-A-G-E-T. Yep. In case you were wondering. But the ways that people, like, interact with their environments and shit and learning and stuff like that, I'm like, you still do that. Like, you do that forever. Mm-hmm. And if people kind of live in the space of even tying it into this Dave and telling the truth thing, is that these motherfuckers could teach you a different way to develop your opinion, your mind, your brain, your thought, or whatever. So if you didn't do that, like, if you just, you know, aren't doing that, you really are, like, stunting yourself. It don't mean you have to agree. Like, but it's like, play with it. Like, I don't think people even play with the idea. Like, I just, it, even, even if you just flat out admit I don't like it. 
That don't mean it ain't right. That just means you don't like it. And that's right. cool. But admit that part shit. I mean, that even approaching it, same same ending result, but different perspective of approaching it from, say, a spiritual aspect or a, I don't say worldly aspect. Jesus. Nah, I ain't. Nah, God. I ain't going that route. <laughs> I treat him like Columbus. Um, From a spiritual aspect of everything in this world is connected. Everything is basically, we are like our cells. There's millions upon millions of cells that we have in our body, but they make up this one entity. That's how we are when it comes to this universe. We are like cells. We are all connected somehow, some way to create this one large entity. The differences of all these different cells is what helps create the human experience. So when I seek to change all these things that I experience to fit one perspective that I deem comfortable, I'm stifling my own growth and I'm messing up the ecosystem of the world as opposed to just letting it be different because it all contributes to the same thing. I kept this quote to keep up with. Now we're having very smart time (laughs) so you guys can fucking, you know, buckle up, grab your kids. And today we're going to learn some stuff. Honestly, I just thought this quote was like really dope because like you just said, it's mad harping like usual on just fucking play with an idea. Literally, if the if idea isn't played with, then we don't have the solar system. And I quote from this book from my class that I don't remember who the authors were because I'd be copying and pasting sometimes. Um, sometimes scientists find that their theories contain critical flaws. They can't be fixed simply by revising. Instead, they must create a new theory that draws on the older theory but differs fundamentally. For example... When the astronomer Copernicus realized that the Earth-centered theory of the solar system was fundamentally wrong, Earth-centered, you know, like the world, the solar system revolves around the Earth. That's that's the theory because, you know, whatever. Um, is <laughs> uh, wrong. His new theory builds on the assumption that the sun is the center of the solar system. In much the same way, periodically, children reach states in their current theories some to be wrong much of the time. So they abandon these theories in favor of more advanced theories of way of thinking about their physical and social worlds. Said all that to say is the motherfucker who figured out that <laughs> the sun is what we're fucking rotating around. Cause if you don't know that, I don't know how much shit that we fucking got out here, bitch. You can't Google without it. Probably. I don't know. Like if that's not, if a nigga who's like, I'm Coper- like a nigga's name is Copernicus bitch. Like, I'm smart off my name alone. Like, I've been an asshole since four. Bitch, Copernicus? It's a nigga out there named Darrell. Like, (laughs) Copernicus pull up like, oh, he's smart. And Copernicus is smart enough to say, you know what? That was dumb. And not just dumb that I could just change the part. That nigga said, throw the whole fucking thing away. I took maybe out of the whole thing to just take a framework. All he really took, when you think about all he took is the universe rotates around something, but I got to throw away probably mad calculations. I've been doing this shit for Copernicus and he had no guy. He didn't have no cell phone. He didn't have no pen. Probably that nigga had a, a chalk and he had a fucking stone tablet. It took him 14 years to get that theory. And he threw away 14 years to be fucking correct. Cause Copernicus like truth. You bastards. He liked, he, he was, being but, comfortable exploring something completely different. Jackasses so, out here. That's what my daddy did. Your daddy was a fucking douchebag. Right. And even if that is what he did, did you even question why and decide to try something different? No. Play around with all these different ideas. The same way that Superboy plays with anuses and gynies. He does. Man, what if he, um, what if they just give him hand jobs? Like, is he like, 
Like he like kind of gay, but he not like if he just like ah, you know, we just giving like super. And then uh, that's okay. But like then that's another boy and fucking uh, what was it midnight? Whatever the movie was, he was just getting stroked off on the beach. Indeed, but okay. Let me say these comments. She just commented, and then I'm gonna say some terrible dick jokes. So now she's just synonymous with that. Um, <laughs> we can put it up on the screen. Remember? Oh, I did it. It's a hot dick click show. This is, man, we are fucking technologically sound in this bitch. You have to keep in mind that Kevin Hart has sponsors and other big money people he has to answer to, though. He's more like Steve Harvey than Chappelle. He has an image to maintain. Fuck that image, man. Like, I'm sure, and I'm sure there's money that will be lost by sponsors. Absolutely. But you got to be like Boosie then, nigga. Like, Boosie's like, like, when he was talking to Vlad, he was like, who... You know, you have all these things. You have Boosie Juice, Cologne. He's like, I'm 50% owner. So he's like, if you went into business with me, fuck it, nigga. You knew who I was when you went into business with me. I didn't, right. we didn't, we did this shit to make money. You know, people fuck with me and they're going to buy it. They're going to buy my product. But you're not going to talk to me about this, that, and the third because I own this motherfucker. And I think Kev is just that nigga deluxe. Like, I don't know. I don't know what Kev's life looks like or how Kev his money's looking. The, he has the ability to do a lot, but I'll, I'll preface it in this way. So. For anybody that sees it from the same perspective as, as D, we all have an image to maintain. Because especially in today's society, we're all worried about how we perceive are perceived externally. We care more about what everybody else thinks of us than we care about what we think of ourselves. So we all have an image. That risk was there before you got famous. It's honestly, it's the same amount of risk. How people view me doesn't necessarily matter, especially when I'm an owner of my own shit, because I'm bringing in my money just like any other entrepreneur out here that's working for themselves. I don't have to rely on other people for my image. I don't have to rely on other people for my money. Those that support me will support me. Those that don't won't. So I don't have to care about my image in your eyes, especially when I'm in a profession where my image is based off my authenticity. If I'm worrying about having an image to uphold, I'm worrying about pleasing you as opposed to worrying about doing my craft. Bars. So do you care more about maintaining this false image that you think is in the power or the hands of other people? Or do you care about being yourself? Be like Snoop. Be like Shaq. Snoop and Shaq don't give a fuck. Snoop, 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 Snoop Lion. They've gotten Snoop so puppy. much money that I don't give a rat. I'm going to be me regardless because you know who I am. Even Fat Joe just said, like, Snoop Dogg is arguably, like, the most famous person, period. Especially rapper. Like, Absolutely. You can, you know, you he can get is, off. Like they said, he is hip-hop. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, man, I, I don't know. Build that if you can. I mean, I don't know. But like, Kev just about has that level money, almost. I and mean, he's not touching Shaq. Cause Shaq just invest, 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 and everything he has his hand on, he's getting money with Snoop. Because I'd be like, Snoop's been Snoop since before niggas was born. Yeah, but I don't. Snoop isn't super, super into investing and stuff like say Shaq is. Ah. So he might be close to Snoop money or Snoop Snoop status as far as finances are concerned. Snoop is iconic, so he's been getting millions of dollars for. Basically, almost our entire life. What if Snoop's like a mad angel investor? Like, I mean, he could be. I'm sure Snoop. Snoop ain't no dummy. I'm sure he invests in things. He we, he invests in things when it comes to the cannabis um, culture. 
or the cannabis industry. He's investing. He's been having his own strains, his own liquors, his own wraps. He's been doing all this stuff even before weed was legal. He's been in these industries. So he's been investing. Not to the level of Shaq, though. Now Shaq's a Shaq's Shaq is a whole nut. Like I have my own shit in Walmart. Like Walmart is a monopoly, and I have Dang. my shit in there, and they're in partnership with me, so I'm getting money. I have now, my Shaq own jury dangerous. line at Zales. Shaq is dangerously brilliant, right? I even with him doing like the uh, I don't know if it's Carnival, whatever the fucking cruise ships he endorses now yeah. or has been. If you think that he's just a spokesperson and isn't in bed with them, no. money wise, you're an idiot. Like he's definitely getting some percentage of some shit so that's what i'm saying as far as Shaq, they're not touching check because Shaq is every little bit of money i get i invested into something else and that turns into more millions like Shaq can just play with yeah, shit. Yo, fuck you money is like beyond Shaq is because i just been fuck you money for years now because when i think about it like it ain't like i'm like click that you click it again it disappears oh or click the next naturally humble saying 100 thank you indeed but you know what i think about too like as somebody who's just like living off the most regular meager means, um, oh, what we got? That's very true. New thing for people is protecting their brand instead of being authentic. Protect these nuts, dog. Because I, I just, like, am my brand. Yeah, like, <laughs> so if you're protecting your brand, protect yourself. That still means you have to be focused on yourself first. If you're not focused on yourself and being authentic with who you actually are. Then you're not protecting your brand. You're protecting the image or the perception that you want people to have of your brand. Hey, y'all go ahead and make us rich real quick because I'm dying to run this experiment about like the fear of like, because I'm just like, man, like I just, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying I'm going to turn into fucking like um, Wolf of Wall Street. Like, I know where to invest and put my money, but I'm just like, I'm living pretty regular and I'm a pretty happy guy. So I'm like, you drop a couple. I'm going to just throw it there, but you drop a couple million, drop a couple bags on me. I'm like, I feel like I'd put them properly. And then I'm like, I don't plan to live like mad better than like, I don't know. Like if you think I'm on like a $17 billion house, I'm going to literally be in one room. Like I like, like, you know, it sound cool when niggas be like, oh yeah. Like, you know, I'm just now finding another room in this house. It's like, mm, I don't know that I'd want that unless like if I have, if I have a boozy estate, I'm not gonna lie, like I know like, you know, Boosie does mad crazy shit, yo, but shit like that I respect. Like if I have a Boosie estate or a fucking Rick Ross estate, all of you motherfuckers are coming. Nah ho, mama you come, you and you know, dad could take a wing, you come on woman who or or women's, you know, or women whoever, like all y'all come in and put your mamas over there. Like I don't want this big fucking house and it's just like hello, 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 yeah, hello. I want these motherfuckers He fell off the top wing. Well, why don't y'all call the fucking? Uh, I don't. Have, I'm too far away on this side of the house to give the concern it needs. Whoever's on that side of the house, call the ambulance. Like, I yeah, that'd be good. That makes sense to me. I've had this conversation before, and I, I've told people like, if I came across that amount of money, I would, I probably buy the building that I live in now and still stay there. I would just fix it up, update it so all the tenants that are already living there can get what they deserve. Well, you'd be out here like semi, basically. <laughs> Akeem <laughs> You told me to fix up the place <laughs> Yeah no no but I'm doing it for everybody in the building though Cause for me it's like you guys have been paying money into this And nobody's updated anything I don't have to move somewhere in my own luxury I'm gonna stay where I'm at I'm gonna buy it so it's kicking back money to me 
and I'm going to make this look nice, which actually fits into retention. Because now you're like, hey, the new owner bought the building and he's fixing this place up. I never want to leave now. Mm-hmm. I am new owner. So I'm definitely going to do that. Or if I did have so and such, such and such a state, kind of like you did. Except I'd have my own little house on the same amount of land. Yes, you can stay on that wing of acres, but not in my house. Honestly, that makes more sense. I have my little house here. I don't want to hear y'all. Yeah, Yeah. I can have my little (laughs) house here. It could be a regular two-story basic looking house. I like that. About 50 yards that way, my mama, 50 yards that way is this family. If I, the, the, the ladies that I end up in a relationship with, y'all family can be 50 yards from, like, everybody can be in close proximity. We have this mini city, or I can actually buy a city. And That's, yeah, it, that. it would be that, or I would do one of these things where all these, you know, everybody's developing everywhere, and I would just buy, like, five houses. Yeah. Yeah, like, everybody get a house. and On different streets than mine. Yeah, when you I can get tired walk of you. over here, but I don't need you in my house. I would give you conjoining, like where my backyard is yours, but you gotta go to fuck home. <laughs> I do that for my mama. Well, yeah, that's the, it's the close ones that do that. You know, like my I love you, but you have to go on the other block. Yep. Yeah, don't come here. Yep. I give my sister a spot. You can have my nephew over there, but little nigga. Um, yeah. I don't want you that close to me. I love that you. Really... I love you to death, but you stay around the corner. Go. And I, re- I realize where I also get that from is because like. Or you hear like you know you just be passing around like been hearing shit called the lane for like years, but I realized the lane was like houses and like this block, this really long strip of like street that my family was on. Like all these niggas just had houses, and I'm like, oh yeah, this was. And as a kid, I stupidly never paid attention that I would just run down the block and go to this one house, walk out of this house, run down the block, go to this one house. Oh, go get me such and such, whatever she got the whatever, run down there, come back, and I was like, oh, everybody owned those houses. And everybody was connected. That's the everybody lit. If worked. I could figure out a way to make that happen, nigga. It's doing it's it's doable, but in order to do that, we have to we have to be in unison. I ain't gonna lie, man. I told you I told you. I went to a lot of lots down there in Houston. Oh, I'm you ain't got to tell me like that. I had these conversations with my mama because she, she got her put out today. You know, if we need to come together as a just a dope ass team, and then you know, <laughs> fuck you niggas, <laughs> fuck around and be like, look, niggas be doing this shit from the ranch, like just a dope ass realty. Company. Welcome, welcome on down to just a dope ass pod down here on the ranch. Mm-hmm. Now we can call the we can call the houses in the com- gated community pods. Those will be the just as dope ass pods. That's just DB and her saying stuff. She do. I think you definitely see a difference in rich people who struggled for a while first and the ones who didn't. That's a bar. Depending on like how you look at it. So the ones that didn't struggle, we can help them struggle by you know, it's wintertime, ski mask season is upon us. You know, we help you learn some struggle. Unless you like some of these like artists, which I feel like you don't got a fucking uh you know, you gotta put give the nigga the gun, but you have. I feel like you know, there's there's some ways that you can you don't let your kid struggle, but you have to kind of enforce like, nigga, this is not promised us. I did a lot of crazy shit and hit. Oh, honestly, you know, God, Yahweh, Beyonce, Sandals, whoever the fuck is up there running the show, they they said, hey, we fuck with him, so do not be out here. Go have your fun. Go. I set this amazing life up for you to enjoy. But also, nigga, I need you to understand. I don't. I don't know. I don't agree with. And I know that probably makes parenting a whole bigger struggle. But I don't believe in having my kid way off in Pacific Palisades. You've never stepped foot in Watts. Like I don't. I don't believe that. I don't give a shit if I lived in 
in a state that I'm not I'm not from Florida, I'm not for whatever. Wherever the fucking nigga was a touchdown at, like if I I love Houston, like that's on record. A nigga take my and I'm just set up there and I'm in the nicest whatever part. I'm 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 living it up in in humble or somewhere. Believe you me, them crumb fucking snatches that I make, we're gonna go, where are we going? To the fifth why? Because we just wanna hang out in the fifth. We're gonna hang out in the third, we're gonna hang out all you get your haircut here. We do not fuck that. I yes, I will drive the thirty, forty minutes for you to play football, dance, tap dance, whatever the fuck. And then I bring them niggas to my house. I'll beat y'all asses, but y'all should see some shit right. too. That's that's the benefit of going back to the original conversation of people embracing different mindsets. Like I'm not hood project nigga, but I can be around them and appreciate their perspective of things and I can help be a resource to them and they can also provide some different perspectives and knowledge to me. When I embrace that as opposed to forcing them to change to fit my narrative or demonize them for not being what I am, it gives me way more benefit for certain areas like, you know, fucking Black Beverly Hills. Like, yeah, we stay in this nice area, but you go a couple blocks down that way and you in 60s territory. Like we exactly. right next door to each other. Why? Because we also have something to provide one another because we have this Lamert Park area, which is the mecca of pro blackness. Like we both understand that this is something beneficial for both sides. You can create those things by simply embracing something that's different than you. You ain't got to like it all. But just appreciate it Enjoy it Bars Um I don't know I said a whole lot of Houston shit We gonna get some blood back From this bitch Cause This motherfucker be rapping She do And she pretty I don't give a damn If she good or not That's a Sex chance Nigga right there man That's a handsome bitch You know whatever I don't know Bye when we happen that sure know we rocking this popping like bottle top I can see and I got some top in the drop on my model thigh and I ride with a bit is not a prop they say the black is you niggas are not good night holy did you hear that shit Fucking what? I ride for the water and my squad is heavy and I'm getting more paper than another I'm billing ain't room for you niggas y'all lost already I know you upset I know I'm the best but shit I prefer for your brother to tell me when they see us 